with Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. What's up, family? Thanks for tuning in to another Saturday night. I got my boy Tommy Green in studio. You guys know him. He's the throat lead singer of Sleeping Giant. What's up? Hi. How you doing, sir? I'm doing so good. Dude, I'm psyched to have you here. I had Eric, like I said, about two months ago, and everyone always asks me, when are you going to have Tommy in? When are you going to have Tommy in? Yeah. And yeah. it turns out, you know what? It's actually perfect timing. Why? Because you got a lot of cool things happening. Oh, New yeah. things. I do. I do, as a matter of fact, man. Yeah, so Sleeping Giant, so we did it. We started, uh, actually, our first show was my bachelor party show. When Eric, was that? Eric put, so February 17th, 2006, um, Eric uh, threw a big uh, show for me, and it was Sleeping Giant's first ever concert. And then I married my beautiful wife, Chrissy, the next day, and that was awesome. The next day. The next day, <laughs> we got married, Redlands Bowl, February 18, 2006. So what was wild was start the band, <clears throat> kind of a crazy, you know, the long process of a band, right? Like, so we start in California, um, and then I end up moving to Salt Lake City, and the band is kind of happening, and I'm working at Wells Fargo as like a bank manager. And so I'm a bank manager and then I fly out here and we do these shows and I'm back in a suit. Yeah. Welcome to the bank. <laughs> you know, like whatever. And so we do that for a while, put out records and everything. Tour. And uh, God was so cool in that it was like, uh, you know, just this long process and a personal story and exploring worship and, you know, doing, doing our thing. Like doing our thing in our culture and trying to come up with a sound of praise that wouldn't alienate where we came from, but would somehow build a bridge, maybe do something different. Um, Witness. I, I, I want to add something because you came on. to our church um, a couple times, but there was one particular time where we took out all the chairs in the whole sanctuary, and it was it was jam packed, and we had like some of the on staff pastors that were here and for for this event, and it's you know it's it's getting radical. I mean, people are jumping off stage and the whole thing. It's it's you know it, it was on you know yeah. And then the last song, that one worship song you, you do at the very end. Oh, praise him. Oh, praise him, yes. And literally, they came up to me after, like, whoa, we could not believe that whole room was just worshiping God with that last song. And they were, they yeah. were, their minds, these older conservative pastors, were just blown away. They're like, man, we've never heard so many people worship so loud and so, it was so authentic in that yeah. room. It Amazing. Was, it's a dream. That was the dream. The dream is that there's seven Hebrew words for praise. We, on a Sunday morning, do two, <laughs> but it's everything from jumping and being clamorously foolish to shouting to kneeling to singing spontaneously to strumming stringed instruments to just, it, it's all of it in that day and age. And I, I just knew when I closed my eyes, I wanted to see a version of, we were talking about this earlier, what, what did David worship like what do warriors really want to sound like and yeah. and and how do we how do we bring the aggression of the hardcore scene back to the source of all beauty and and we give all the music back to the one that made it how do we do that and so that was the journey of sleeping giant was hardcore kids that were in love with jesus mm -hmm. that were going to represent him at every opportunity and preach the gospel at every show but how would our sound reflect worship that like the conservative pastors could mm -hmm. get, but the young kids could still go bananas over because it, it was still connected. And that was kind of the journey of the thing. So we did that and we played our final show 
12 years to the date of our first show. And it was this vision that I had for a couple years of like, how do we end well? How do we finish well? Because it, the time had come, put out a bunch of records. So we did Sleeping Giant. And then February 17th, 2018 was our final show. And I was there that the one in Orange County. So yeah, that the was night the, before. The one before, yeah. Which was wild. It's always, yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, truly, like, it was, it's so much fun. And Jason Pet, so Propaganda was there. You got mm -hmm. to see him. I saw him. A bunch of the homies came out, which was just great. So it was a good way to end. We filmed a documentary about the band. Jason from Face Down Records is, like, a dear friend, and they, they agreed to put out our final record. They gave us some money for a video. We asked if we could make it a documentary instead. And so we've got a, a full-length kind of, like, documentary about the band that's going to come out and we just wanted to end well i just wanted to finish well and so we did that and um uh, yeah it's been wild man and, and then yeah in the meantime doing all sorts of other stuff so. yeah no dude it was it was sick and people were uh people were really pumped on that whole for those amount of years that you guys did the band mm -hmm. and uh but people were actually you know bummed that it broke up but who knows Another show later on? No, 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 because no, there's like in in our scene, it seems like there's almost an industry of band bands break up and then two years later do a reunion. Oh, date, is it like that? And okay. it's like a cash grab almost. Uh -huh. it's, it just takes on this real kind of insincere vibe. And so, I, I was like, if I'm done, you're done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done for sure. Well, it was sick, man. And I know you got some cool things going on now. That's why I wanted to get you on the show. Yeah, thank you. So let, let's talk. Talk to me about um, this new uh, program you got going on. Okay, so this new ministry. <clears throat> Because of Sleeping Giant, I, I started a YouTube channel in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would just do Bible studies or I would just share random thoughts. And at the end of the the YouTube video, I would just say, if you need prayer, if you want to talk about anything, here's my email address. So in a, in a very condensed way, and this is like crazy for anybody that's listening, like I, I can't believe that this happened. What I'm about to say sounds unreal. And I have to tell you that I was a half a step away from running throughout the whole thing. If it wasn't for my wife, who is a gangster and actually way better than me, I would have bailed a long time ago. So I start this YouTube channel <clears throat> and we get hit up in August of 2015 by a teenager in France. And she's at risk. She says bad stuff is happening. We send her information for this organization in her area they take her out of the house. Wow. She's like 15 and a half. My daughter, Marin, my oldest daughter, who just graduated high school, oh my gosh, she was the same age. So this is a kid the same age as my daughter. She ends up <clears throat> in this situation where she's from an affluent family. She's rich. You know, she speaks six languages. She plays concert piano. Her dad's wealthy. Her mom works at a university. But her mom and her dad are separating, and she's caught in the middle of this weird web of brokenness, and she starts getting abused. So she gets taken out of the house, and then she's essentially orphaned in front of us. Like, mm -hmm. we're, we're watching this happen, and we're communicating with her. And over that holiday break, this was right after the Eagles of Death Metal show. There was the bombing in okay, Paris, right, the Club yeah. Bad Clan bombing. She was giving a deposition in court against her abuser, texting with Chrissy when that bomb went off. And she said, <clears throat> something's happened. I have to move hotels. So this is like well, when this was going on. She's, give, she's putting an abuser in jail. And th that happens. That holiday, that Christmas, a member of her family showed up to the organization, kidnapped her out, 
and sold her for drug money. No way. Yeah, so we're six and a half hours behind and we're texting the counselors that we know and we're, te- we're trying to text with her, stay in your room, don't go anywhere, you stay in your room, we're letting everybody know. And then there's radio silence. And by the time the staff got back, it was Christmas break, you know, it's holiday, right. everyone's yeah. out. So by the, it was six hours until they caught their train back into the country and they got there, she's gone. They track the car to another house, break those people down and they find her and take her and 15 other girls out of a brothel in Paris. So she's 16 years old about, Mm -hmm. she's been sold out by a family member and she's been assaulted and abused for days at this point. And her whole life is just, it's, she goes from being a rich, like white, you know, European kid, multilingual, affluent to being a victim of human trafficking in a matter of months because of, normal life for a lot of stuff. And so she gets sent to this, this whole ringer, but she was a, she was a believer. She, she knew Jesus. And, and so it was wild because she was, she had this light in her. And even the people that worked with her, they said, there's something beautiful in her eyes. And she was so kind. And so at a certain point in time, Chrissy (laughs) and I were just like, why doesn't anyone want this? We want this girl. This girl's with us. She's part of our family now. And so we were actually looking into what would it take to adopt her and bring her to America to be a part of our family. And then after that abuse happened, she wound up pregnant and had a miscarriage and had to get surgery. So the minute she was pregnant, it was like- This girl's literally going through hell. 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 And I mean like in a matter of months- like so crazy. So we're watching this happen. We're trying to fight. And eventually what ended up happening was we got her taken out of an organization that was really bad. And a lot of those organizations that are, that are planting kids around that are adopting them, taking them they, they, uh, they get sketchy sometimes. I've heard tons of stories. No, no. And, and that's, what's insane is we're talking to a girl on the internet, right? Like a teenager hits me up and I'm Mr. Band guy. And then all this bad stuff is happening. And because she's sort of a minor, we can't have a lot of conversation with her, but there's a lot of texts and there's a lot of emails and we're talking with counselors and stuff. It's so unreal to me. I'm like, I'm waiting for them to hit me up for money. I'm waiting for this to be a joke. Like there's no way this can be real. And Chrissy had to walk me off the ledge multiple times. And what she said was, if this is a joke and they're making fun of us, I can live with that. But if this is real and we walk away, I, we will not be able to live with ourselves. Yeah, for sure. And so we, we walk through this process. She gets taken on all this stuff. All this abuse happens to her. And unfortunately, she passed away because of the extent of the abuse that took place. It went on after she was, when she got brought back into this organization, another member of the staff of that organization began assaulting her on a daily basis, holding our adoption over her head do this for me and I'll send you to the greens. You know, don't tell anyone. And she's 16. She's, she's 16 years 16. old. She's getting abused and all this stuff. And so before she died, she reached out to her family member that had sold her out and wrote a letter and, and forgave them. Wow, that's heavy. And when she was picked up to take, be taken out of this organization, um, the, the people that rescued her uh, wrote us an email and they said, I'm sorry, my English is not good. How can I say this? She's, she's beautiful in the eyes. And she just, she had this enduring faith. It was, it was powerful. You know, the Bible says, what is it that overcomes the world? It's our faith. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen it. Like I saw a 15 and a half, a 16 year old kid that was essentially 
violated in the worst ways and sold out and betrayed by everyone and given up and turned into an orphan. And she kept this deep reservoir of love from the Lord. It was powerful. So before she passed away, she was super sick. She, she was just not in a good place. And I said, if, you, if you're just tired of fighting, I understand. And I will see you again. And she said, I know that I have a family and I know that I was loved. And she said, Tommy, you have to keep sharing because there's many more like me. And I didn't know where to put that. I had nowhere to put, I'm like, no, I don't, we're about to lose you. And I don't know what this is. Like my family, my daughter's writing a letter, like we're, she's with us, you know? And then she passes away and we, we shared it again. You know, we lead a, we lead a weirdo group. I shouldn't say that they're amazing. We lead a small (laughs) community of fantastic leaders that are doing churches in tattoo shops and houses and bars and buildings. And it's called the Rev Gatherings. And we we have this small community of leaders all over the world that are doing these little rough and ugly communities. And and they're my favorite and it's beautiful. And every year they come to Utah, we do like a family get together. And so a month or so later, after she passed away, they come into town and, and Chrissy shared her story with our crew. And then we haven't talked about it. <laughs> and we had family members that didn't want to talk to us because they were, they so didn't believe it and they were tired of hearing about it. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was so unreal that it was like, what do we even say? So it's been a while and I, I have, I've been, I've been given the opportunity at different points to go out and share and try to talk to youth, right? Come yep. talk at schools. But like, all I love is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And all I want to do is talk about how he rescued me. And like, I'm good at getting rescued and talking about it. That's it. Yeah. So I don't have like a kids stay in school message. Like I don't yeah. have anything. So like, what am I supposed to talk about if I can't talk about the one thing that matters more than anything? And so I'm, I'm on a run. And for those of you guys that don't know, like Sleeping Giant has over the course of its time, we've written a number of songs about human trafficking. When I first heard about it, I was blown away. I didn't know it was real. It was just 2007. I didn't know this was happening. And so we wrote a song called Descending Into Hell. And then uh, just a few years ago when we put out our third, we put our record called Finished People, but we went to Cambodia and we worked with a friend of ours who's got an organization called Agape International. We went to visit their work in Cambodia. They work with rescuing kids out. and Tons of, dude, of trafficking so, out there. So sick. Yeah, disgusting. Dude, heartbreaking stuff and amazing work. And because I was there with our guitarist Nelson who does film, I was like, let's film a music video here and we'll raise money for them. Just whatever. So we filmed this video for a worship song we have called Victory, but we filmed it in Cambodia. And we, it was the whole thing was about victory for Cambodia, for Isaiah 61, restoring places that have been long devastated. Like, I want to see restoration come to Cambodia. So like, let's, let's film that song here. We'll do a video. So we did a video. So it's always been on my radar, but we didn't have our own story with it. It was always a spectator to this issue True. of justice, right, right. but I, it never touched us until it like touched our life. Mm-hmm. So last November, I'm it's ju- more just raising awareness. <clears throat> yeah. It was like, I just want to be an advocate. I yeah. want to be an ally. Anyone yeah. that's doing, if you're hurting little yeah. kids, I have a problem with that. Yeah. If you're rescuing little kids, I love you. And you're my yeah. favorite. Like, so it's like, whatever I can do to help. And I got a big mouth. So like, okay, I'll just, I'll be a spokesman yeah. for this issue and I'll write songs about it. And I want to see it stop. And there's a Psalm in the Bible that says, God, says, God, Lord, call the evildoer to account for his wickedness that would not be found out. And I think there's a whole lot of us that are sick in our heart. There's all this injustice that's happening and like, I can't do anything about it. And so that Psalm brings me immense peace because I think God is going to have the final word. It's Jesus. That's his yeah. final word. But like he's, he sees 
all the things that no one else sees. So whether that's personal abuse in my own life, um, personal trauma or abuse in a family member, all the stuff that we feel like no one else sees. Mm -hmm. There's a, someone wrote about it 2000 years. God sees all the stuff that no one else is ever going to tally. And God's like, I see that and I know. And I, I love him for that. So <clears throat> this issue I just wanted to be an advocate for, but all of a sudden it interrupts our life. I'm in Utah in my kitchen and yeah. all of a sudden we're helping a survivor. Like what is yeah. going on? Like, yeah, it's big. So <clears throat> we get through this process and I'm running because I would run on tour. <clears throat> I like to run anyway. I'm thinking about this issue of human trafficking and I'm thinking about our friend and, and, and this precious person. And all of a sudden, I, the best way to say it is like the, the Holy Spirit, just, it was like inspired thoughts. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the way it like hit was like, <laughs> so funny. Um, <laughs> I'm going to run across the state of Utah. I'm going to talk about her at schools. We're going to write it down in a book. It's going to become a bestseller. We're going to rescue a bunch of kids. And then I just lose it. And I get home and I'm like, Chrissy, I, I can talk about her at schools. And I call my friend who works at schools. He's like a huge speaker in schools. And I'm like, it, I can tell this story. It's like, it's Annie. And he's like, who is Annie? Like he doesn't even know. Cause like we never talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah. it, you know? And I'm like, oh no, I don't want to tell you. Cause it's like too much. So I tell him and he's like, dude, write that book and run your butt off. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay. And so I, I decided last year, I'm going to run from the top of Utah to the bottom of Utah and we're going to tell this kid's story. We're going to tell this survivor's story. The story's going to live on. And then I realized something. I tell the gospel of Mark of this story. Mm -hmm. Chrissy tells the gospel of Luke. She, she carried this kid like a mom. She knows all the details, man. Yeah. I, I just know the hits. Right. But this is Chrissy's story. This isn't my story because I was ready to walk. I don't deserve, I haven't earned it the way that my wife has, you know? So I'm yeah. like, this is our family story, but this is Chrissy's book. And so then Chrissy and I ended up getting contacted by a publisher, which is wild. And uh, this project got picked up. And so Chrissy's going to write this memoir. So then I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to write, it'll be a publicity stunt and I'll be a loud mouth and I'll, I'll help Chrissy with her book. Right. Then in March of this year, I'm at an event in San Jose and uh, Chrissy sends me a text or calls me. She said, hey, did you get that email? And I said, no. And she said, open up your phone. And I said, okay. So I open it up and this is what it says. Hi, I'm, you know, Brittany. Um, uh, more than a year and a half ago, Anna gave me a scrap of paper with your emails on it. She no helped way. me get rescued from a bar in France. Oh my God. She said, if you're ever in trouble, you can call my mom, which is Chrissy. So Annie, Anna's been dead for like a year and a half and she just rescued another kid. So this, this poor kid's been on the, on the streets for five years. She, was, she grew up in an orphanage. She left when she was 12, she's 17, just gave birth to twin girls. And wow. so because um, of a friend of ours, I, I contacted um, our homie Brian and said, hey, do you know anybody that can help me? And um, so anyway, so my, my, the minute that happened, this is what she said. Up until this point, this kid that we tried to rescue, we were the only happy ending in the story. The fact that she had a family, the fact that she, she was known. But this other survivor, she says, th this is what she basically describes it. She says, the time I had with her was perfect. She said she was a Christian. I didn't believe in God, but I was all the time hearing Bible stories. And she said, and she will go room by room and pray for the other girls that were in this spot. 
And I'm like, this kid Dude, is a G. I'm 16 years old. And not only and being raped by these sickos and having the, the audacity and the, the faith, the depth of care to go minister to other girls at 16 years old. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what is my excuse? Like, I do not have it that bad. So anyway, so we're, I'm like, Dude, it's, that's insane. it's even better than we thought. Yeah. Like, she really did have this overcoming faith. Oh my gosh, I want to tell it. Like, I want to talk about it now. Mm -hmm. Like, so it even got better. So then in general, what ended up happening was because of that, we decided to take our effort a bit more seriously. And so this was March. So we just Sorry, decided. Really quick, is the book done? Or it's, <clears> she's right she's writing still, yeah. it. To access it is a lot, man. And I, I'm such a talker that I would like talk a book, yeah. right? And it mm -hmm. wouldn't be good. Chrissy's like elegant and luminary and beautiful and thorough. And so yeah. it's deep work for her right. and it's going to take a little bit. And so it's, it'll be better. Everything's better when Chrissy Green does it. Everything gets done when I do it. Everything's better when Chrissy does it. So that's I like a, a whole thing. does the same thing. <laughs> they, make every, they make the whole world. They should make sandwiches better. Like it, it's, it's the best. You, you said it though. You're like, I'm the book of Mark. Yeah. It's all the hits quick. Quick. And then bam, the, bam, book, bam. the book of Luke, just very detailed, detailed organized. Man. It's gonna, life. it'll make more sense. So yeah. sick. Right so on. that's wild. So we, so we started. So that was, that's what ended up happening. Was like we were, we were doing. I was just gonna do this run as almost like a publicity stunt, but I love running, and like I, I've been, I've wondered about utilizing what what that thing could do, and so um, <clears throat> we started a nonprofit organization called Run Against Traffic, and. My run is going to be the first um, from the top of Utah to the bottom of Utah. It's going to be 426 miles. So I got to run 30 miles a day for two weeks. <laughs> Are you taking him on it? I'll take a Brandon. I'll take Brandon. I'll take anybody. I just, it's going to be me. I just, so I didn't. How long, so how long will it take? How many it's days? It's going to take like two. It's going to take two weeks. I got to run. Weeks, I got to run like. miles a day. I got to run over a marathon a day back to back for like two weeks to get that it done. And I'm not like a D1 runner. Like I'm not all super good. I'm just like a fat dad that decided I didn't want to be fat anymore. <laughs> so I'm like running, you know? So, but it's, it's crazy. You know, dad bods are in, in style now, you know? Not to me. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you think so. Well, that's what I read on the news. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. That's all out there. So, dude, that's sick, though. All so right. we kicked it off. So that's a, that, that's a big and thing. What's ended up happening is the the goal was I was going to try to like I just wanted to work with people. I, the issue of human trafficking is an American issue, yeah. but most people they really still I think a majority of people they're aware that it's happening because Liam Neeson is awesome and in cool action movies and mm -hmm. stuff. But like I think most people think it's a European thing. Yeah. It's a it's an Asian problem. But like we're talking sixty to a hundred thousand teens in the US and and the at risk age is like twelve to seventeen. So if you're twelve to seventeen years old, you've been sexually molested or abused in any way mm -hmm. and you're at risk of homelessness, you are the prime target for human trafficking in America. Never mind like sex work and and you know mm -hmm. people doing it in in their own volition, but if it's if it's fraud, if it's forced or if it's coerced, we're talking addiction, we're talking all this stuff. And take it from me, this is what blew my mind is like, mm -hmm. Aunt Annie was a beautiful little person, and we're talking a, a divorce, marital problems in her family, addiction, maybe adultery, and then just some weird sexual stuff happening, mm -hmm. and a kid goes from having a family to being trafficked. And if we didn't know, she's lost. She's gone and we'll never see her again. And that's American teens. 
There was a there was a story. I don't know if you heard this one, but there was a story down in like um, Oceanside area. There was a girl waxing her board, surfboard in the front of her house, right by the beach on PCH. Some dude pulls up in a tr- in a van, gets out, and tries taking her from her, putting her in the van. And she's a surfer, so she's in shape, and she was able to fight her way out of it. But that's just right here, and then right here in Irvine, which is like White Boy Irvine, right here. Mm-hmm. There was a huge trafficking ring that got busted right here. I like heard probably I, like <clears throat> I don't know, maybe I don't want to quote the wrong number, but like six to eight months ago. Yeah, I heard about it right here. It's I so I it's I'm crazy. We're working with like a it's it's just this it's the trafficking agency in Utah, and I met with um, one of the caseworkers the day before yesterday, and there she's got files of like people. She's got cl- cases that she's working at my daughter's high school. Oh yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it's like, it's no, it's no joke. And so for me, it's like, okay, well, I, I like, my hope was that we would raise, I, I just want to use the vehicle of running mm-hmm. to raise finances and massive resources because most of the work that needs to be done isn't in the, in the recovery, isn't in taking them out. Mm-hmm. It's just like getting people saved. Right. You can, you can evangelize people. But becoming a disciple, becoming healthy, that yep. is a lifelong process. And so there's massive gaps. So my, my goal is to raise $1,000 for every one of the miles I have to run. Dope. So I'm trying to raise $426,000 by the end of October to, to, build two, to help with building two recovery centers and do rescue efforts and rescue kids everywhere. So it's, it's, a, it's ambitious, but I think it's going to be sick. And in the meantime, we've got people signing up to join us as like runners on our team Dope. in different states. And so my goal is a thousand runners in the U.S. signing up for marathons and 5Ks and stuff wherever they live, buying a jersey from us, becoming part of our team and fundraising so that we can help fund the fight against this thing. Because I think runners are awesome. Running is hard. Yep. And so for me, it was like, all right, I'm going to suffer. I'll go to suffer camp in October and I'll suffer for two weeks because this little kid suffered because there's little kids that are suffering. There's people that are suffering and I don't mind standing with them in it so I can look at people and go, I'll do a hard thing. Will you do a hard thing? Come do a hard thing with me. Let's get this thing done. So it's been interesting. I don't know. It's been interesting coming to a point where it's like, I didn't know what my personal vehicle would be to right. mobilize people after the band. I just didn't know what was next. Where do people go to get more information? Our okay. website's called irunagainsttraffic.com. And if you go to irunagainsttraffic.com slash like join, mm-hmm. then you can sign up to be part of our running team. I would love it, dude. I'd lo- at the end of this call, I hope that if you're watching, if you're listening, whatever, I hope a thousand people sign up right now, wherever you are, and become part of our team because we need help. And I could raise $400,000 by myself, but I'd rather have a thousand people raise 400 bucks. Heck, you know what I yeah. mean? Like yep. mobilize people all over, especially from the underground where it's like, who are these scruffy looking people that don't even run? What are you doing here? It's like, I'm fighting human trafficking and that's what I'm here for. No, 100%. And it's, it's, it is a need. I mean, I, I interview different people here from like the FBI and different mm-hmm. um, people that have talked about human trafficking. It's way bigger than anyone can even imagine. People just don't want to talk about it, which is wild to me because yeah. you're only as sick as your secrets and even the lord i think that's why i said that he's like whatever's whispered in the air just proclaim it like there's not there's nothing in the shadows it's not going to be brought mm-hmm. out and I, I think we can be the gift of exposure like let's just talk about it let's just bring it out in the light 100 percent. and know? we need to get more people jumping on board and uh getting involved so we're gonna be going to break in about a minute i think or two minutes but what's uh what's what's the plan exactly for these houses you're going to start them here in the u.s yeah actually for me I'm focusing on 
I'm going to run and I'm going to get as many people to run as Kay. possible and we're going to raise a bunch of money. Right. I'm going to raise millions of dollars. Okay. But there's there's organizations and there's other partners that are that are licensed, credible, they have the authority and the backing to do the long-term work right. and I want to help them. I'm going to do my part. I can't do all of this other stuff. So I'm going to stay in my lane over here. Right. So you're going to you're going to you're going to raise the money and, and bring bring awareness to mm -hmm. it. Absolutely. Cool, cool. So Sick. there's and there's there's a few specific projects that we're going to fund with this first run, but the the reality is that it's going to have to happen all over the country. It's going to yeah. have to yes. happen everywhere. Um, well, I think you got a platform. Obviously, you have a platform all over the world. Mm -hmm. So it's a good start to get people talking about it and as everyone starts sharing it, spreading the word, mm -hmm. this could be a really this could be like a little revolution in that whole scene. That's what I'm hoping for. 100%. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and if you ever plan on going and knocking down doors, I know a lot of guys that are ex-marines and crazy <laughs> men that would love to do that. See, stuff. for me, it's like one of those things <laughs> of like, yo, you tell them and I'll run. I'll just run. I'll I, run. I, I'll <laughs> run and you I don't even want to know that's happening cuz then you know, then it's like, oh, I don't even know. I don't even know what you're talking about, bro. I, I have tons of <laughs> friends that literally call me that are ex fire or like that are current firemen and different people that are always like, dude, do you know anyone that are rescuing kids? I send me, I'm ready to go. Totally. So there is an army. People just need to to hear about this mm -hmm. and jump on board because there yeah, is a people, there is a revenue part of it. And yeah. then there's the guys that are gonna go make it happen. And then the, the people that catch the fish, you gotta clean them. You yeah. know, and it is it is a long process because they've been victimized, they've been through a lot of crazy stuff to get to that point. Mm. I mean, the stories I've heard, it's just, it's just, I mean, you got kids that are getting raped by their, by their stepdad or their parents mm -hmm. or, or their uncle. It's just craziness. Yeah. And then they're getting trafficked. I mean, there was one story when they were sending one kid up. Oh, we're going to have to, we're going to break. We're going to be uh, picking up here with Tommy Green in two minutes right after break. More live with Ryan Reese coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now. 1-888-564-6173 or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. What up, what up? We're back, and we have Tommy Green. He's the lead singer of Sleeping Giant. We were just talking about his new program, this new ministry he has called Run Against Traffic. He's going to be helping a lot of human traffic victims, help rescue them, build facilities to um, basically to, to help walk their faith out, out of coming out of that crazy lifestyle. So mm -hmm. please join us. Tell us about where they could... Uh, get involved to the website, yeah, how they could join you for your run. <clears throat> yeah. I know there's a lot of people that want to get involved because a lot of people can run. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Anyone can. If you can walk, if you can run, you can do whatever. You like, can walk it. Run yeah, it. walk it. Anything. I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, mom and dad, they've, they're like, well, I, I don't know exactly how to get involved. It's like, get up and go for a walk, man. Talk talk to people. So the the goal is to go. So our website is uh, irunagainsttraffic.com. Mm -hmm. um, you can donate there directly. If you want to give money, we need resources and finances. That's fine. Like mm -hmm. if you know people that have resources and finances, the goal is to raise $426,000 by the end of October. So we need resources. That's great. I would uh, Right now, my primary hope is that 
there will be hundreds and thousands of people that will sign up for a local race. Like my homie Brandon is here right now, yep. and he just signed up for the Long Beach Marathon in October, and he's running as part of the Run Against Traffic team, and he's fundraising for the cause. Um, there's tons of charity running teams all over America, but what we've noticed is <clears throat> these events, man, you can generate so much finances and awareness and community yep. around something that's transformative. So even for people that they don't know what to do, but they even want to get back in shape, they want to be active, they want to take care of their body, like that is important. So how can we as the church empower people holistically, like mm -hmm. body, soul, spirit. Like yep. I want people to be healthy. I want them to actually care about themselves and I want them to take good care of themselves because man, you can't be a lot of help to other people. If you're, if you're, you know, you're sick, you're sick yep. if you feel like lethargic and you, you just don't even like your body, if you're suffering with shame and you don't like a lot. So I wanted to use the transformative power of running. It will change your body. It will change your life. I promise. But I wanted them to get something out of it while they became an abolitionist, like a, an activist. It's like, I want to take part. And a lot of people, they don't have the licenses to do trauma counseling. They don't have the resources to work with government agencies. Yep. But man, you can get up and go do a run and tell your friends, hey, I'm raising money to stop human trafficking in America. Like It's true because a lot of people want to get involved with these programs, but there's there's just too many loopholes you got to jump through. This yeah. is a good starting point yeah, for people that's, to get involved. That's my hope is like, I've got people from agencies and news are like, well, do you need volunteer opportunities? Like, no, voluntarily get up. Yeah. <laughs> And tell yeah. your friends and show up for a race. Participate in the community and bring more awareness. So, When's the one in uh, Long Beach? October 6th. October 6th in Long LB. Beach. So my homie Brandon's heading up the Run Against Traffic team for the Long Beach Marathon. But I've gotten hit up. There's a dude named Ryan that's he's doing a race in another state. I don't even know him. And he printed shirts, and they're, like, going for it. Sick. And so there's, I, there's now, like, I want to say, like, eight or nine states people have hit me up even people i don't know that are like i'm gonna run this 5k at my kid's school and i've got three friends and we're raising Dude, 500 so bucks and heck yeah. uh, you know so the goal <laughs> the is the widows might we everyone yeah, just you know if everyone does their little part man <laughs> yeah, yeah I, it's true. that's how this stuff works i mean you you look at some of these events and a lot for, a lot of people like to look at like oh we, we need to have just one guy come and just you know underwrite the whole thing Dude, I've been doing the Whosoever's for 10 years. It's been the the widow's might ever since the beginning. It's, it's, we don't it's, have these huge donors donating. No, a little bit, man. And you that's know? what I'm saying is I, I just know that together together we can do a whole lot more. Heck yeah. And, and that's that's my my hope is that my run, then I can look at someone that even feels like, man, there's no way I could run a marathon. There's no way I could run a half marathon. 10 miles, I couldn't run 10, I couldn't run 20 miles. I could, And to look at me and go like, yeah, but you're like nobody. You don't even have a background in running. And you ran across a whole state... I could do a 5K. I could do, you know, I yeah. could do that. And so I just, I didn't want to ask people to do something I wasn't willing to do. And I, I'm running in memory of this precious person and it matters to me. And so it's like, cool. I know that this issue matters to people. Do something with it. And if you need a community to do something, you know, with, it's like, come be a part of what we're doing. So and if you, if you join the team, that's awesome. If you donate, that's awesome. But um, just understand that this is an issue that's happening right now. It's it a is, huge it is a big deal. And I think it, it matters. And I'll, I'll just say this, you know, even as like a Christian, it's like it, this thing matters. Like we, I think there's something very special in the heart of a child. There's something so precious about little kids. They get, they get something about his kingdom that other people don't. There's something precious about that where Jesus is like, thank you, Father, that you reveal these things to these little children. That brings you pleasure, that they get something. And whether that's just the way kids love or trust implicitly 
or it's something deep in the spirit that I, I don't know even how to put words to. There's something precious about little kids. And I wonder if that's why Jesus is like, you take care of those little kids, man. Their angels see the face of my father. Yep. And if you mess with little kids, it'd be better for you to have a rock tied around your neck and thrown in the ocean. Like I, you don't you don't mess with innocence like that. Like I, I think about that quote where, uh, I don't know who <clears throat> it was, but it says evil prevails because good people do nothing. Mm-hmm. Or I would say righteous people do nothing. Yo. Because honestly... There's so much stuff going on, but I, I, you know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but I feel like the, the church at large, we are the church as all of us as believers, mm-hmm. but like, I think believe like the institution of the church is so asleep. And I've talked about this before on the radio that we literally got to get up and start doing something. Yeah. We start looking at the culture and we start looking at everything that's happening. Yeah. I mean, you got trafficking, you got li- the weeds legal and kids <laughs> are smoking, uh, smoking and, and, and having sex and getting pregnant at a young age. It's because... They're, they're a fatherless generation. The moms yeah. and dads are out to lunch. I mean, it's just, we have to do something. And yeah. we have to find out where God's called us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously a human dra- trafficking is a, it's, it's, it's children. You know, we, we are helping children. So yeah. it's a great cause. Well, I, I think too, Ryan, like honestly, I was talking about this with Brandon earlier. Right, I want, hold on. I want to, we're going to keep talking, but oh, I'm yeah, going to give a number out. Because oh, yeah. I know some people want to talk to you. Oh, yeah. So we're going to go and give the number out. If you want to call uh, Tommy Green from the lead singer from Sleepy Giant, have any questions, 888-564-6173, 888-564-6173. And I hope that Ivan or someone comes in because my computer is still not working. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if these guys are hearing me over there, but uh, tech support. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he took, oh, there he is. <laughs> so awesome. Well, no, I saying? just, so here's, here's what I think, though. I think, you know, if there's people that are listening right now and there's kids that are listening right now, there's teenagers, there's young parents that are listening right now, there's adults that are yes. listening right now. And I, w- I would say this is like to echo a conversation I had earlier with my good friend, Brandon. We were talking about this. It feels like for, for Brandon and I, at least, I think for you as well, I think for a lot of people, we come from broken places. Mm-hmm. We are used to, we've grown up in addiction and brokenness and divorce or despair or like frustration, uh, abuse, neglect. There's people listening right now. And I'm just saying this. It's as if God, like I was an, un, I was an unplanned pregnancy, right? Mm, right? My mom was 17. Like I, I did not, I was not, I was an accident, right? But I will be the stopgap of addiction and abuse and neglect. And I might be the first person in one part of my family's line to follow Jesus and change my entire family tree. And there's someone that's listening right now and you are going to have to be the stopgap between your generation and the next one. And you can do it and you got to stand up and do it. My friend Chris says all the time is like, we believe that good will triumph over evil if good stands up. And so you have to stand up. You have to do something different. And so just take it from me, a kid from, you know, San Francisco and Stockton in a divorced family and abused and sexually molested and all this stuff. I've been all over the world. My life has gotten way, way bigger after I said yes to Jesus Christ. It, it even got crazier though too because oh, so, then you were growing up and then you got in some like affair or something. Yeah, man. I mean, my, talk my, a little bit about that. So really my, my story is wild because like at 18, like literally two weeks after graduating high school, I ended up in a relationship with a married woman. And then shortly after that happened, this poor, this poor couple, the, the, the partner um, ended up taking their own life and I was never able to come clean. And, and Sleeping Giants written a song about it. 
and I uh, shared it as much as I could because it's not a new story. I mean, it's like Proverbs 7. I think it's like, yep. guys, you got to be careful with your desire and your heart. And so I, I felt responsible for the death of this person. I had nowhere to make it right. And I was, I just thought the easiest way to get out is to, <laughs> is to kill myself because this dude died and I don't, I don't have a way to even the score. I have no way to settle this account. Yeah, totally, man. And then it was as if this, this God that I didn't believe in interrupted me and said, essentially, you don't know me. Can I change your mind? And, and in walking that out, Jesus became real to me. I thought Jesus was an idea. I thought he was control. I thought he just was used so my parents would get me to put on a shirt with a collar on the weekend. Yeah. But like, he was not real. And then Jesus Christ became so real in his voice and his presence. Oh my gosh. He changed and saved my life. And I did not know that it was real. So I told him, I was like, I didn't know you were real. I'm like reading the Bible. Like, oh my gosh, you're a real person. Can I tell people? And it was as if he was like, yeah, that's what I put you here for, man. And so since that day, that's why, that's why I would share this is I've, I've come from worse than you. And I've been worse than you. And I don't care where you're from or who you are or whatever. Like, I, I, I literally feel like that same verse, that chief of sinners. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't care where you've been or what you've been through. I, I'm not here to judge you. And Jesus is not either. According to John 3, 17, it's like, man, he's not here to condemn the world. He's here to save you. And so if you're here and you're just like, yo, I'm at the end of my rope. You're listening and you're like, I don't know how to get out of addiction. I'm from nowhere. I don't have any like standard to speak of. I'm not smart. I'm not intelligent. I mean, money. I'm like a broke, like jerk. I'm addicted. I'm, I'm totally in despair. I've got like, you know, all this horrible demonic stuff happening in my dreams. I've got nightmares every night. I have no idea how to break the cycle. The, the, the justice of God is Jesus in the human heart. And if you want to see the justice of heaven in your life, say yes to Jesus Christ immediately. And allow the Holy Spirit to take up residence in your human spirit. He like gives you a new nature. I don't know how he does it, but you can be different. And all of a sudden, broke, beat up, addicted people mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. me and Ryan yep. can become agents of revolution. And the best revolution isn't just standing against something. The best revolution is building something better instead of what you came for. And so... If we can change the world, it's it's because we participate. So when you talk about the church, which is us, yep, sitting back and just being irrelevant, mm -hmm. it's it's not sitting back anymore. It's not even talking about that. It's literally about building something better that's more compelling. Because I think if we take our place and we show up, the world will see that Jesus is real. He'll he'll they'll see that he's real. But I think if we just keep talking, man, there's nothing there. It's like you go after conference after conference, you get these little <laughs> pep rallies, everyone gets all, we're going to go change the world, and everyone gets all excited, and then you just leave the conference and right back to do-do-do-do-do, you know? Yeah. I don't know, there's just something inside of me, man, that I'm just like, I just want to see change, you know, and, and we're, we're doing it, you know? I mean, I, I did like 160 events, speaking events last year with high schools and everything, so I'm out doing it. But I want more. Yeah. I want more. I'm like, God, I'm like, raise up an army of like, yeah. I want to see just this whole like, you know, you're talking about someone that might be listening that's just like, dude, I don't know. I'm just, just, I can't read or I can't do this. I don't yeah. have a job. It's like, look at Jesus. He went, got these fishermen. These yeah. guys are just common folks. These are like blue collar fishermen. Yeah. They smell like fish. Yeah. Stinky, dirty mm -hmm. fishermen. 
You know? I mean, that wasn't the baller job. You know what I'm saying? He got these guys. He got these these ordinary men, and he did extraordinary things with them. But Mm -hmm. how? It was the work of the Holy Ghost. Come on. It was being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's that power. That 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 uh, God transforming their life, give them the purpose, and then wow. He led them into this this life that He created them for. I know, and He can do that with anybody, anyone that's, right. that's listening right that's now. Right. It doesn't matter yep. what you're doing, what you're into, what you've yep. been through. Just like Tommy was saying, He's wow. He's the worst of of them all, sinners. <laughs> and I'm right next to Him. You know, honestly, <laughs> same softball team. Promise. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but what we've seen is God has literally got us. And transformed our life. Yeah, you can do it, and you're not you're not perfect. You're never going to be perfect. You know, you you read about that verse in the Bible. It says, "You reap what you sow." So, I've been sowing to just the crazy pirate life, just a life of craziness. <laughs> so, what happens is I start reaping to all that craziness. But what happens is when you give your life to Jesus Christ, when you go to the cross and you believe by faith that he is the son of God, he forgives you of all your sins. He baptizes you with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Then you start reading the Bible. You start following him. He doesn't ever tell you where he's going to take you. You're following him. I can tell you one place he's taking you. He's taking you to the cross. You're going to the cross to die to self. And as you die to self, you fall into the cross and he leads you on this journey Basically, what happens is you start sowing to the things of the Spirit. And then what happens is the effects of that is you start reaping Mm. to the things of the Spirit. And that's when your addiction leaves. That's when your suicidal thoughts leave. That's when uh, you're cutting, your eating disorder, your alcoholic problem, you know, you're lying, you're cheating, all these different things, watching pornography, all these things that are dragging you down that you don't even want to do anyway because you hate it, but you're a slave to sin, just like I was a slave to this mm-hmm. master sin. And basically what happens is you start sowing to the things of the Spirit and God starts transforming you. Yeah. And that is what's so dope about a relationship with Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. Mm. He loves you. He's a God of love. He's Come a God on. of grace. He's never judging. Just like Tommy said in John uh, uh, 3, 6, uh, 17, it says, He didn't come into the world to judge the world. He came in to save us Come through on. the blood that was shed on the cross. He came on a rescue mission for you and for me. That is what's so amazing. And then on top of it, the cherry on top, he gives you <laughs> eternal life. Come eternal on. life you get to live Come forever because we are eternal beings. He called it's it's not we're not we're just on this earth. We're just passing through this earth. Like James says, we're a, it's like a flower. It's 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 it blooms and then it fades away, it dies. Yeah. We are created with eternity and that's why God came to die on the cross mm-hmm. so he could fill us with his holy spirit, which is the down payment showing us that he <laughs> is real. Yo. And you will have eternal life. Is there anything you want to add? No, man. Just like when people talk about Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes. Getting saved again. Mm-hmm. So good. I, w- I will say this. He's like, um, love transforms its object. You yep. know, and Corinthians 3, 2 Corinthians 3 talks about that. You know, you, you just spend time with him and, and you're transformed. He's the type of partner. He's the type of leader. He's the type of king. He's the type of Lord. He's the type of love that when you said like, you're in relationship with him. Just by showing up and standing next to him, you're transformed. You, you, you're, all the best parts of you can be brought out in new ways. And he makes you better. I don't know how he does it, but he just he does. He just transforms you in glory. I'm going to ask you a question. What does that look like, spending time with him, for someone that's listening? For me, uh, for me, honestly, it's like... Someone that just... Yeah, yeah. going to give their life to God, what do I do? Yeah, literally, I would, I would sit... When I first, first started, I was like, I just want to understand his story. I like story anyway. I just like when people tell me where they're from. I like when people tell me like what they're into and like yeah. all this stuff. So I would just sit with the Bible and I, I would just read about him. 
And it felt as though there would be a peace that would kind of come over my body. I wouldn't feel quite as like panicky or ADD or whatever. And I would sit and all of a sudden it was as if, as opposed to just reading a fiction, which is made up, it was as if there was like, he began to speak to me Mm -hmm. through the, through the Bible, like stuff would pop off the page. And so I would just spend time reading the word, meaning the Bible. I just spent time reading the Bible and I felt like I was reading his story. I felt like I was learning about him and then he would talk to me. And then I would, I would like pray and be like, what, what is that? And, and it was as if we would have conversations. He would, it was like in my, in my heart, in my like conscience or something. It was like, he was talking to me. And so I just spent a lot of time reading and just hanging out with him. And then I found that that would translate. I'd be in my car driving, I'd be at work or whatever. And I'd feel like it would just be interruptions in my day and we just talk. And it, it became a friend. It just became like one of the only really trustworthy friends I had at that point in my life. And so for me, spending time with him was just that, you know, my phone, it's, it'd be like turning your phone off. It'd be like just sitting and reading and spending time with someone. It'd be like having a cup of coffee, really talking to someone. Those moments when you're listening to music and you get goosebumps and you're just in the moment. It's, it's that you're going for that. You want to connect with God. And so you can't be super distracted if you're a distracted person like I am. So I would just spend time, literally I'd spend time with them. So basically you need to kill the noise. You need to go on. I do. I airplane mode, airplane mode, grab my Bible. And then when God speaks to you, I like when, you know, when he speaks to you, you get just a pen or a marker and just kind of underline it and write the date. Like when God spoke to you and you'll start looking back and going, man, as I've been talking to God, because prayer is just talking to God. You don't have to be like in your room or in a certain position. You're just talking to him as you're walking, as you're driving, you know, showering. I mean, wherever you want to talk to him. <laughs> I talk to him all the time. He yeah. speaks to me in the shower all the time because yeah. I'm not distracted. Yeah. <laughs> no devices, nothing around. And God will, God will speak to me. Yeah. And I'm talking to him because there's no one else around. <laughs> but that's, that's the whole thing is um, just talk to him. Wherever you're at, just ask him, say, God, help me with this. I'm, I'm going through this, you know, or maybe you're just mad at him for whatever situation you're in in your life. Maybe you're mad. Dude, he knows your heart. He knows what's up. Just be like, God, I'm mad because of these situations. I need you to prove you that you're real to me, and I need you to help me with these issues. <laughs> you just got to come to him yeah. and just get real with him. So, yeah. you know, I would encourage you guys to do that 100%. Um, we got a call. You want to go ahead and grab this? Let's see. We got Jessica calling from Santa Ana. How you doing tonight, Jessica? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. What's your question tonight? Um, my question was about the running. I wanted to know um, how how does the like the donations come into play? Because I I really want to start a group at my church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so um, the best way to go is just go to the website. It's uh, irunagainsttraffic.com and then fill out your information. Hey, this is me. This is where I'm from. This would be the the city I live in and this would be the event I'm trying to sign up for and I want to have this many people with my team. Um, the donation is handled online um, on the site, but really just tell us who you are and kind of what's going on. And then uh, one of our admin will hit you up and go, okay, cool. Like when is your event? And then what do you need and all that? So a lot of the details for the running events, you can fill out and sign up to be part of the team on the website. If that helps you, is there, do you have any other questions? Um, no, I do have one other question uh, really quick. I wanted to know um, if you've experienced like um, spiritual, like backlash um, from doing uh, the runs and everything like that. Spiritual warfare and black backlash? Yeah, like any kind of backlash or counterattack and stuff. Yeah, you know, honestly, um, I, I can't tell w- whether that's just mm-hmm. from like, you know, I can't tell whether that's just like 
being a follower of Jesus and so <laughs> having grenades lobbed sometimes. But I, I really can honestly tell you that this has been one of the most intense and craziest years that I've had um, on a personal level and just with events like surrounding my family and some of that. So absolutely. I, I do think that there is a bit of, uh, of, of spiritual warfare. There's some pressure. There's some of that that's happening as well. Um, but my, my, my vision and my focus is on Jesus. And, um, I, I think as, as long as I stay focused on him, it feels more like turbulence, you know, on a, on a plane. I know that I'm not, the turbulence and I know that I'm not the plane, I'm going to get there. <laughs> so <laughs> just stay focused. But yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you for answering my question. Right yeah, on. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Jessica. That's sick, man. Get her her church, get it, get it going. Get yeah, that would Come be, up to Long Beach. That'd be the hope, man. So a- anywhere, I mean, really like Orange yeah. County churches, Southern California, Northern California. I'm in Utah. We got people from Vermont and Florida and Texas and Colorado. Give me the dates again. So when's the first run? So my run, yeah. my run is run. October 3rd in through Utah. the 17th from the top of Utah to the bottom of Utah. Um, I'm looking at exactly which platform would be best. I'd like to do like either Facebook Live or Instagram TV and um, we have a YouTube channel, so we're going to be filming it as well Dope. and documenting it. So um, just stay posted. Our, our Instagram and our Facebook is uh, Run Against Traffic, and so if you if you follow me, if you you know check check out the website and start following along, we'll have updates and we'll have uh, information on how you can even follow along with the run and uh, and just be a part of the the community. Again, it's I'm I'm mostly excited to see who who all gets involved, and um, I love watching God come through, and so I'm excited to see sort of what what happens <laughs> moving forward. We have uh, three minutes left, cool. but I want to give you a couple minutes to, t- if there's someone listening right now that wants to give their life to God, they heard about what we were talking about, but what do they do if they want to give their life to Jesus Christ right now? Yeah, I would say um, stop, stop what you're doing um, and pray along with me. And I, I would just say, just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me on the cross. I repent right now. I change my mind about myself. I change my mind right now about sin, about mistakes, about my life. And I surrender everything and I put it in your hands right now. I ask Jesus that you would cover me with your blood. I ask you, Lord Jesus, that you'd fill me with your Holy Spirit. I don't know how much life I have left, but all of it is yours from this day forward. Thank you, God. And then I would just say, do this just because it's fun in your spirit is just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, King Jesus, Lord Jesus, King Jesus, you reign, you reign, you are my God. Amen. Dope. (laughs) And now you have eternal life and find a Bible. And now. And find a church. Yeah, please. And do this. And call us back later on and tell us how amazing life is. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we're going to close this night, but I get to announce a skate park. Come on. So listen, all skaters, San Juan Skate Park. The Skate Park Coalition is coming together August 4th. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at San Juan Capistrano Sports Park. We are trying to build a skate park in our community. So come out, bring all your friends. We need to posse up. We need to make a ruckus and let the city know we need a skate park. Uh, my friend actually designed the whole park, and I could, I'm could. i looking at the design right now, and it's going to be epic. 
San Juan needs a skate park. Also, because in that whole community, there is a lot of uh, low-income stuff going on. It's a rough neighborhood. Like, kids need a place. To, they need an outlet to go to, yep. bottom line. If not, they're going to get caught up in probably some of the stuff that we're talking about or drugs and alcohol and all the other things that go along with it. So come down. Join us August 4th. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. I'll be out there bringing a bunch of whosoever products and boards to give out. It's going to be sick. I love you guys. And, hey, thank you for being on the show. Thank You're you. not on the show, but you are. <laughs> thank you. Thank All you. Right. Love you. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan... Click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.